You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Today I am down sharing beers with Brian of Elk Valley Brewing. Uh, Brian is marketing and kind of chief pounding the pavement officer, <laughs> business creator down here at Elk Valley uh, at the new spot. This has been opened you know, since December and, and a really cool building and you know, kind of cool tap room to have and to just kind of you know, share, share some stories and just kind of host everyone that loves, loves the beer and loves the company. So Brian, thanks very much for being on the podcast today. Yeah, my pleasure. So how did you, are you an Oklahoman born and raised? I am. Where from? Um, largely from Miami up in the Northeast corner of the state. Okay. And just kind of grew up there, high school, the whole thing? Yeah, grew up there, elementary school, junior high, high school. Family is up there. Um, my father's a biology and math and science professor at NEO College up there. Uh-huh. Um, some other members of the family have cattle companies up there, things like that. Yeah. So when did you make the jump to the big city, I guess? <laughs> um, college. Yeah? Yep. Where did you um, go to college? I went to uh, UCO in Edmond. Um, Started there in the fall of 95, and I've been in been Oklahoma in City since then. Cool. So, yeah, like, I mean, you've seen the entire city pretty grow, growth yeah. and everything, and just everything that was like, you know, just a two or three streets and spaghetti warehouse to yeah. what it is now and seeing all these districts that come up and, you know, in, in, in this, this amazing city that's just grown uh, over the years. And like I said, you've seen it all, which has must have been really cool to see that. It's it's still really surprising sometimes. Uh, you know, it's been gradual enough that you tend to forget. But then mm-hmm. every once in a while, I'll be driving down a street downtown and remember, you know, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, when I was in college and, and driving around, like, there was nothing here. Right. Um, you know, uh, just just dark streets with abandoned buildings everywhere. Yeah. Um, and now it's just, uh, you can't turn around without seeing something new. Right. What did you study in college? Uh, um, theater. Okay. <laughs> completely re- unrelated to beer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my, uh, career path has lots of weird little twists and turns and loops uh-huh. in it. Yeah. That's really cool. So where did, what was your kind of first job out of college? Uh, so out of college, um, I went into, um, well, working with uh, disabilities, mm-hmm. adults with disabilities, um, doing direct care, um, uh, some medical care and stuff um, with adults, and then eventually managing some group homes in Norman, uh, and then working with uh, children with severe autism and severe behavioral disorders, mm-hmm. um, did that. Uh, for uh, well over a decade yeah um and uh then got into teaching and i was teaching art and art history at a middle school and high school um then from there uh, my wife had started uh, her own digital marketing company and eventually i was helping her out more in the evenings and and trying to get all that stuff done than i was uh on lesson plans and everything else so eventually we kind of crunched the numbers and and looked at it and said, hey, you know, we can both do this full time. Yeah. Um, so we did that. And then eventually that led me to Elk Valley. And now here I am. Wow. 
full like just I mean just such a diverse path right from like <laughs> start yeah. studying theater and probably wanting to be an actor and go that way to teaching and you know care home care and all that stuff through the autism stuff do you know Carl Martin uh, I don't horse therapy uh, I had Carl on the podcast and he his amazing story he uses horses to kind of help kids with autism and stuff mm-hmm. like that and um, you probably know a lot of the same people um, was he, he with uh, St. Gregory's mm-hmm. oh I think he does it independently okay, okay. Um, but he uh, he owns a business called Sign Service mm-hmm. uh, but he does his passion is you know horse riding and yeah. using horses and non-verbal communication to build you know self-esteem and confidence in these kids yeah. and you know you mentioned that you might you probably know a lot of the same people um so when did you get hired on to work here um so back in um, i think back in the fall of 2016 um uh, my wife and i were introduced to john elkins the owner of elk valley um he had mentioned to a friend of his that he needed some help with his social media, with his website, things like that, which is what we you know, were doing mostly at the time. Um, and at that point, we were already both fans of Elk Valley beer. Like We had mm-hmm. had it a few times and, and loved it. And um, his uh, Pumpion, which is a, a pumpkin imperial ale, is one of my top three favorite beers of all time. Yeah. Um, and so when this friend was like, hey, you guys need to meet John, you know, he might want some help. It wasn't even a question. We were just like, yes, right, <laughs> instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've just, we've just had a wonderful time working with him over the last couple of years. And then when it came time to move into this new facility and really just kind of uh, amp up you know, the brewery, yeah. uh, you know, he knew that he was going to need somebody full-time doing uh, sales and marketing and everything. Mm-hmm. Um and he had talked to us and said, hey, I'm you know, interviewing some people. And I woke up a couple of mornings after that and was just like, I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring yeah. you know, and, and see where it goes. Um, so we talked for a little bit and, you know, we're already familiar with each other and we'd right. worked together for quite a while. So it was a great fit. So you already kind of had like this just passion for brewing and breweries and just beer in general. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it like seeing, you know, you've been here, like I said, since 95. What was it like seeing that like brewery scene evolve and continue to grow like it does now? Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of the actual history of of the local brewing scene, mm-hmm. I'm still f- relatively new to. You know, I didn't really get into craft beer until probably 2010, somewhere around there, 29. Yeah. Um, so I've learned a lot of it from the back end. Um, but even back then, uh, you know, there weren't that many out there. Um, yeah. uh, there was Chalk Brewing Company, which I loved. Um, Battered Boar in Edmond was probably one of my first experiences to the really local craft stuff. Uh, and then Coop Ale Works was coming up and everything like that. So there wasn't a whole lot to choose from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed it, and uh, I've just gotten to know more about it. And it's just been... You know, watching the current boom in it is is pretty fascinating on its own. But right. then looking back at some of the recent history and where it's come from um, is also just just mind blowing. Yeah, um, I think we're in a really unique position as a state to be in this industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's great for business. Like I said, it's not. I mean, I know you're all competing against each other, but you know it's great competition because it just drives the whole market up. Yeah, you and know? it's one of the things that, like I said, I think makes us unique is that 
there is competition, but it is definitely very friendly competition. Like everybody in the lo- in the Oklahoma brewing industry helps each other out and mm-hmm. you know they all run around in circles together and you yeah. know if you're in a tight spot and you realize oh man you know my grain shipment didn't show up today and yeah. you know we've got to get this in the tanks um and nine times out of ten you can just call one of the other brewers and say hey do you guys have such and such do you have any that you could spare for a day or two right and everybody's just always willing to just help out and yeah and yeah there's that. that there's that communal sense of you know a rising tide floats all boats right, and definitely. everybody just wants everybody to be doing the best they can. Yeah. So with doing like the the kind of you know getting all the business basically and driving sales and stuff, you just kind of making a few calls every now every day just to kind of get new business and get the cans in and get your kegs in. I guess to certain places is that yeah. kind of just just as any sales job I guess would be is it yeah, kind of pretty much. That? Okay. Um, you know Elk, Elk Valley had a pretty um, you know, kind of a loyal following and a lot of the counts that we were already at. Um, there was, you know, the time during moving from the Brewers Union into this facility, um, just the logistics of moving the equipment and everything else, and then a few, you know, obstacles that you know, with construction and, and moving always pop up. Yeah. Um, we were actually out of production for, I think, a little over two months. Um, so there are a lot of accounts that just simply couldn't get the beer because there was none to be had. Um, so getting back in here and then jumping in with the sales and everything, a lot of it has been touching base back with a lot of those accounts and saying, Hey, we're back up and running, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, we have more production room available. Um, so getting back in touch with those people plus finding some new accounts and spreading yeah. out i don't know like i said having this space helps too right because now you have a face to everything and you have an, a play a space where you can really just kind of build that yeah. elk valley community yeah. of loyal raving fans right yeah. like every business wants I, I always like encouraging um you know uh, going to a new bar or a new restaurant and saying hey if you guys have like a weekly staff meeting or anything like that if you want to come over to the tap room and hang out mm-hmm. try the different beers learn about it and just and just have some fun then we're yeah. more than happy to have you over here. Yeah, I think a lot of people that don't understand, you know, like it's not just like, oh, here's this beer, here's this other beer. Like there's so much science that goes into it and mm-hmm. it's so fascinating to learn about. Uh, and friends of ours who, uh, you know, ride OKC, they do the brewery tour. Oh, yeah. You know, Ryan uh, and Ashley. Yeah, yeah, Ryan and Ashley do the brewery tour. Uh, and, you know, shout out to them because if you use This Is Oklahoma as a discount code, you'll get 10% off and they're awesome. Um, but, you know, just like for them to just kind of see that this market was like an opportunity and, and you know, the there was a passion behind and a story behind the whole process that like people are interested in this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that's something that you've dived into ever since you've been working here, learning so much about the process. And I'm sure it's really opened your eyes and you really appreciate the product more because you get to see how it's made. I think so. And I I think it's one of the things that, um, beer and brewing in general, um, has always provided, you know, to society, I yeah. guess, without right. getting no, too deep about it. Yeah, you're right. You know, um, politics, everything else, uh, you know, the revolutions are born in pubs and taverns and uh-huh. things like that. You know, it's it's always a good place to get together with people and not only, you know, enjoy the beverage, but just have that sense of, of community and, mm-hmm. and having a good time together. Yeah, definitely. It just follows, like 
coffee and wine and beer in the same category and yeah. it's like it's just community and I, I'm sure you know I'm, uh, and if you've been to the UK at all you've seen that like it's a different drinking culture but it's still like it's more relaxed and more community driven mm-hmm. you know you go to the pub or the tavern and you have a beer and you sit and catch up with your mates yeah you know or you watch a soccer game or a football game whatever but there's always a beverage involved you right. know yeah. and it's not necessarily what the culture initially was here when i first came to college was you know you're drinking because you're going out right whereas now it's like you're drinking because you want to enjoy the beer you can have one or two and you can still drive home and it's mm-hmm. not too bad where it's like you go out on a night out and you're like i need to get as drunk as possible right. as fast as possible yeah to enjoy myself right which is it's just a completely different crowd yeah um and i think it's funny to know for me because i went to a private christian school snu it's funny to to meet people now who i was in school with that like alcohol was never in their life but now they like they have a super appreciation for it because of the process that goes into it mm-hmm. and how it's all made and like it's a passion of theirs now. Um, you know they're not raging alcoholics, right? Like right. calling beer a passion is, is you got to be careful with that. But you know they really appreciate how certain beers are made and and go on brewery tours and stuff like that. It's really fun to see that evolve. You know with some past friends of our friends of mine um, who've just been shunned from alcohol by their parents and yeah. their peers or whatever. Um, do you have like a favorite process that you've watched or like a, I know you mentioned the beer that you guys have um, you know you drank before you you started working here, but do you have you know like a one that you'd like just love i mean they're all good obviously but is there one Um, that like for you you're just like this is it this is the go-to if i had one forever it'd be this oh that's that's hard that's a really tough question that's a really tough one (laughs) um so for our for our beers you know Uh from elk valley I, I would have to say that my favorite is probably the magic juice double ipa i mean that's our most popular beer anyway um but it's definitely one that I could I could drink every day and, and be really happy with. Yeah. Um, my my business card actually I used the yeah. like the label and everything for the <laughs> you know really for my cool. card. Um, but you know uh, tastes change and right. and your preferences change. Uh-huh. Um, for a long time, uh, as I was really getting into craft beer, I think like a lot of people that were getting into it, I always wanted to find you know the the craziest stouts and you know the stuff with, that was just packed and, and just bursting with flavor mm-hmm. um, and the crazy IPAs and the heady IPAs and stuff like that um, but over the last year or so my preference has really turned back around to a lot of the traditional beers okay. a really good pilsner a really good hefeweizen you know um, that is well balanced and it's just really well made and has yeah. plenty of flavor um, but it's just it's just pleasant to drink. Mm-hmm. How many beers do you guys have right now? Uh, so we have four beers that are kind of our core lineup, and then a couple of seasonals on top of that. Um, and then at any particular moment, probably another four, um, you know, one-off beers or specialties. Okay. And those specialties are just kind of like you're going to throw these out because like. There is a market for them, but it's yeah, not a I mean, market it's all over the time. board. Yeah, okay. I mean, we like to have a pretty wide range so people can find something that they enjoy. Yeah. Um, so right now, like one of our recent releases was the Shank uh, Berliner Weiss, um, which for a summer beer is really good. It's mm-hmm. light. It's it's sour and, and tart, and it's refreshing. Um, 
What's been really popular is that we've been doing kind of the traditional German style of serving that with some syrups. Okay. Um, so we're making homemade cherry syrup and peach, and uh, we're, we're going to try our hand at Woodruff. That's a weird one, but okay. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of the traditional uh, German Pilsner, or not Pilsner, uh, Berliner Weiss yeah. syrup. Um, and people have been having fun with those, you know. You, just, you right. can either have the, the beer by itself, or you can try different flavor variations. And that's it. like the exciting part of your job, I'm sure, because, you know, like, it's great to sell and get new accounts and build new relationships and provide for new customers, but I'm sure the stuff that geeks you out and gets you going and keeps you coming back every day is that, like, I get to see the R&D. I get to test these beers. I get right. to have, like, a little bit of an input on what I think. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just kind of – I'm sure that, like you said, like, any – person who's passionate about beer loves to see the process yeah how long does it take uh i mean is every beer different with like the process of figuring it out oh yeah absolutely and um i mean i'm not you know i'm not really into the brewing side of of things um i get to watch it every day but um if you put me in charge it would be a disaster (laughs) (laughs) like here's a cup of water instead right yeah. yeah um but I mean, the guys that we have are fantastic. I mean, John, mm-hmm. you know, he was home brewing for years um, and just winning awards left and right. And I, I think he's he's just one of the best brewers we have in the state. Yeah. Um, and then our our current head brewer, um, Will Perry, Will has been around the Oklahoma craft beer scene, helping out with brewing and stuff, almost uh, since the modern, you know beer explosion has started happening yeah um you know he worked at the original oklahoma city brewers union um back in oh gosh i think it was like 2010 something like that um when chase healy was starting out before prairie was a thing before Uh any of that was a thing uh when anthem was starting out all those guys were brewing together in one space and sharing equipment and stuff and will was was you know brewing with them at the time um, so he was already pretty knowledgeable. He went to Colorado. He brewed with some really great breweries in Colorado, with Trinity, with Colorado mm-hmm. Brewing Company. Um, and him and John had always, you know, homebrewed together and, and knew each other and, and had a great time brewing together. Yeah. Um, so when John was kind of ready to expand, he, he called Will and was like, hey, would you be interested in coming back to Oklahoma? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's it's just fun, you know, watching them bounce ideas off of each other and and try experiments and and see what they like and yeah, it's like a natural fit and it just kind of you know you know having will come back, but also like this just the story of having you know like Anthem and Prairie and you guys in the same room working together, mm-hmm. figuring it all out together, and then going your separate ways after getting your six. You know, it's just such yeah. a I. I there's not many stories like that, you know? And now you're all, like, giant companies and, like, competing against each other, but you all started in the same place. It's just really cool. Right, and there, there's all these little connections. I mean, like, it's always fun to me, like, when we do some little tours and stuff here, I point out our, our mash ton where you boil the grain and everything. Um, there's a great big dent on the side of it, and yeah. that mash ton is from that original co-op. Uh, where they were all brewing together. It was hit by a tornado. Um, <laughs> it tore the roof off, like, you know, like messed up a lot of the equipment and stuff. Yeah. And most of it was going to be sal- you know, just sent to salvage. Um, and that's when John got started. Like, he was right at that point where he was ready to kind of pull the trigger and start going full time. Yeah. Um, so he jumped in and he was like, hey, I'll, I'll buy some of that equipment. So, like, we still, you know, the mash ton that we use is still the one from back then. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, there's an Oklahoma story for you. Right? Just like yeah. The beer that we brew out of. Tied together by, by a tornado. tornado. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. So was that like the May 13 tornado, May 2013 tornado then? Was it 13? Uh, let's see. Was it 13, I think, was probably the last big one. No, it, it was oh, before, before that. that. Yeah. It was like early... Uh, 2012, okay. somewhere around there. Okay. I always 11, forget 12, the date. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's that's so cool. Just like the one we have is like, yeah, it's been hit by a tornado. Right. And we yeah. use that. Like it's that's brilliant and probably like not a lot of people know that unless they take the tour or they listen to this podcast yeah um, right yeah oh, that's so cool it's well, one of those uh, things that I, I hope someday you know somebody really dives into it and just writes you know like a little book about yeah. the history of Oklahoma craft brewing because there are just tons of those little threads and connections just everywhere that have that have built the whole thing up yeah is there any other stories like that I mean like I said you mentioned there's so many stories but is there other con- any connections or was there you know do we have a beer named after that tornado that hit that you know <laughs> is there anything like that um, no we don't necessarily have a beer named after that but yeah. um, you know all of our all of our core beers um, are named after memories or family members um, that John has okay um, so like our 10 killer pilsner the one that we're drinking right now you know, his grandpa owned an old A-frame cabin out uh, on Lake Tenkiller uh, over south of Tahlequah. And the family would go up there and go trout fishing like every other weekend. Yeah. And John's dad was a Pilsner guy. That's like all he drank. So this Pilsner is named after That's awesome. that, you know. Um, our, our, our big imperial stout, uh, Coffee Nemesis, um, when he was still homebrewing, uh, John worked. He was a B-52 mechanic out at Tinker Air Force Base. Wow. And fixing B-52s and upgrading them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that one's named after the favorite, you know, his favorite plane that he worked on during that period. Yeah. And um, that helps build a sense of community, too, and just va- family values and just builds the relationship and story behind the brand. Yeah. You know, because I'm sure there's a lot of companies out there that just name it what they name it because that's what they want to name it. And, but it's not necessarily tied to anything. It's just like fueled by you know profit margins and that's it uh whereas this you know i get the i get the feeling in here that it's just like everything's personal it's very oklahoma you can definitely tell that it is like you know an oklahoma business because it's just and i i say this every podcast it's just how it is and only people who listening and live here understand that you know if you're Mm -hmm. trying to explain to someone else they're just like well why right well you just don't know because you haven't you know you're just not here um, but and, and even as far as like the designs that you guys have, um, you know, and, and Matt Goad, who did the design for you, um, has done a great job of designing everything in this whole tap room. And then just the logos, it's such a unique logo and it stands out, didn't it? When you see it on the shelf, it's just like it pops. Yeah. You know, it's not like your Bud Light can or, your, or whatever it is, you know, it's just like, oh, what's that? It's colorful. It kind of really stands out. And I'm sure that's something that you guys really value as well. Uh, I mean, we have a green and pink can. You right. know, what other business kind of has a green and pink can? Um, which is, all, like I said, also the one that you use on your business card. Um, and, you know, Matt's done a great job of that, too. Yeah, it was, his his designs were fantastic. And it was, you know, it was really, <clears throat> it's another one of those uh, moments that was just kind of mind-blowing because, you know, John has wanted to do a, a redesign of a lot of his stuff for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, he came straight out of homebrewing into doing this. And when you're starting out like that, so much of these little details like can designs and stuff like that is usually kind of, you know, uh, by the skin of your teeth, like throwing something together. Um, 
so while it, you know, while it worked during that whole period and everything, he knew that eventually he wanted to just redesign the logo and, and find something that tied together a little bit better. He'd talked about it for a long time. And in the mm-hmm. back of my head, Matt Goad was like one of those artists that I was, I was like, man, someday it would be really cool if we could get somebody like Matt Goad. Yeah. Because Matt's approach to stuff is very, um, almost like precisely engineered mm-hmm. and, and, one of the things I've always loved about John's approach to brewing is that, you know, he's a gearhead. He's a mechanic. Before, yeah. you know, before he was home brewing, his big hobby was um, kind of like uh, uh, souping up cars and doing some of this. Eh, not quite underground racing, but he right. was around that scene, yeah. you know. Um, so he's a gearhead, and that's his approach to beer is that he, he likes precision. He likes really fine-tuning it to get it exactly where it needs to be. And, and having it well balanced. And I think Matt's approach to art is the same way. You know, every, when you look at his artwork, everything is connected. Every little piece is connected to another piece, and it all ties together, and it's all very carefully um, designed and, and selected and pieced together. Um, it's awesome. It really is. And there's only, it, it's the, he's the only person I've seen ever do that. Like I, I mean, just that his design is distinctly, distinctively yeah, his. Like you distinctively can't put him his. and next someone else next to each other; they just look completely different. Yeah, you um, can find tons of you know influences and stuff, and like a lot of mid-century artists that he loves and things like that. But yeah. it's still very much his style. Yeah. Um. So that was somebody who I was always in the back of my head, like, man, if John could get Matt to do stuff, that'd be great. And then, again, yeah. like things just clicked together in a in a really fun way where Matt just happened to have like an opening and mm-hmm. it happened right about the time that you know we were getting ready to move over here and we knew that it was the perfect time to just yeah. revamp everything and everything just fell into place and Matt was available and yeah. it worked and every time he came in with a draft of a design or something yeah, he's <laughs> I love the guy because, you know, he's he's really humble. And he'd come in and he'd be like, oh, shucks, guys. I, take a look at this one. Let me know what you think. I don't know if it works. And we yeah. would just, like, look at it and just be blown away. And like, it's man, amazing. get out of here. We don't, <laughs> yeah. we don't even have any notes. It's perfect. Go do something else. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, if, if you looked at, the, at his design in the tap room, you would think, oh, that's really simple. You know, and mm-hmm. it's simple in the sense of if you saw it in a coloring book, it would be simple to yeah. color in. But if you put it together, it's extremely hard to put all those shapes and put everything in and tie everything right. in that's you know that's tied into Elk Valley and the values and everything else into that. Yeah, uh, and the color scheme's great too. Uh, and just his work is amazing. Uh, yeah. And you know, people listening, if you don't check out his stuff, it, you know, he's on social media. I think it's just uh, Matt Goad. I think uh, um, Go to Boat. I think that's right. Go to Boat. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also a gearhead too, because I know he drives a Porsche. Yep. He yeah. is. Yeah. Um, he loves his cars. That's so cool. Uh, and this, and like I said, the spot that we're in, right? It opens. Well, what are the hours of this spot that we're in? Uh, right now? So Monday through Thursday, we're open from three to ten. Okay. Um, Friday and Saturday from noon to eleven, and then Sundays from noon to nine. Okay. So and you guys have events as well and stuff like that yeah we've got um we've got all kinds of little events and stuff that we do plus we're at you know the festivals and events all around right. the metro area and and a cool rooftop and a cool rooftop patio yeah, yeah which is has like a great view of downtown and, <laughs> yeah. yeah on on nice days it's just it's so great to be right up there. yeah what for you is like the best thing about being in this kind of industry and business um 
the people. Yeah. I mean, there's just there's just so many you know just wonderful people that you just meet. Um, whether it's you know whether it's just a fan, you know, just a beer geek that just loves your stuff and comes in all the time, and just hangs out, um, or connecting with other business owners. Um, I, I, there's just again, there's just still that kind of unique thing about Oklahoma where um, you know there's a there's a friendliness and an openness. Uh, to just about everybody you come across, um, just good people. Yeah, it makes coming to work easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. It yeah. makes staying extra hours easy. Yeah, because you probably, I mean, you really enjoy this. It's you know, it's like turning a passion into a job. Yeah, right? because you you want to you know you want to enjoy it, but you also want to see other people enjoying it. Mm-hmm. You know, even if I've had a really long day and we've got an event that night it still doesn't feel like a huge burden to have to be here and work that event because people are coming and having a great time and having fun and that energy just kind of, you know, it just always carries you through. Yeah. And I'm sure you get, you know, for you as well, for validation for doing well and doing your job, you probably get all these local fans that now see your beer in other restaurants and they go there and they didn't know it was already there but mm-hmm. then they see it and then they freak out and you're like oh you know I didn't know you guys had it and then right. you get that validation right that's probably a really cool feeling too yeah uh-huh. yeah you know, it's just kind of having your your product in other stores are you guys outside of Oklahoma as well as just in Oklahoma no not, not yet. yet um you know we hope to be at some point in the future but mm-hmm. for now um, again uh, the market in this state is just so open for potential and gotcha. growth um you know we don't uh, there's no real need to do there's that no right real now need to yeah. yeah we're still a fairly small brewery um yeah. you know you, you get some of your big guys like like coop and anthem that are really starting to make that regional name for themselves mm-hmm. and, and almost a national name uh, prairie is you know a global name at yeah. this point um but no for now i mean like we're perfectly happy to just be in oklahoma yeah which you know people you compete with like prairie i i didn't even know until i looked them up and did some research i was like whoa yeah. this is insane like, out of oklahoma that's crazy you right know? yeah uh, and these guys are just like amazing at it right uh, and have awesome breweries and it's crazy that everyone's connected anyway yeah you know so you have that little bit as well um so everything is made here is that right yep mm-hmm. everything's made in everything's the back made here back here um and what is like um i mean some of the challenges i guess that have come up i know you guys mentioned you were down for two months because you were moving mm-hmm. what is there anything else that's popped up kind of challenges you guys have had or fda or government or whatever it is as a, as a business not really um Again, just kind of getting in here has been like our major goal and our major mm-hmm. hurdle over the last six months or so. Uh, a lot of those obstacles are just, uh, those are just a natural part of, you know, new construction and all the various licensing and, and permits and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, that's just the process. Um, but we're in here now and right. it's, it's been great. What was this building before you guys moved in? So before we moved in, um, the building that's directly north of us uh, used to be an old movie theater. It was the okay. Uptown Movie Theater. Um, and so they're working on renovating that. Um, uh, yeah, they've got lots of plans for that. Gotcha. Um, our particular space, the tap room that we're in right now, uh, was at one point it was a health food store. At another point it was a tattoo parlor. Yeah. Um, at one point I think it was like a Jamaican health 
uh, and yeah. wellness type store. Behind that wall right there where our, our, uh, our TVs for the digital menu are, uh-huh. if you tore down that drywall, there's a great big uh, line of Judah mural that's really cool. Like really? I got some pictures and stuff of it. But that's really cool. Yeah, nice big, you know, detailed mural in there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's been lots of things. Right. And it's such a cool spot, too. Like you guys are in like, and I think for the future, too, in such a great spot you know for this district to just continue to grow you know we're, we're like in the middle of everything you have the streetcar that goes right by here yep. uh, which is a huge plus for your business and i think that's something that finally you know oklahoma city has where people can actually go and actually do a bar crawl mm-hmm. across the city yeah you know and not be like oh i'm gonna go to one spot and then jump in an uber and i don't really want to go there but i do and you know it's just helped so much for the industry i'm sure just having that ease of traffic around uh and coming from the uk and having just public transport that's just amazing compared to the states and definitely compared to oklahoma city uh you know that ease of going out on a night out having a few drinks with friends it's it it makes the world of difference doesn't it you know when you're having a few beers and you think i want to go and have some food here well let's just jump on the streetcar and go there right you know not like let's wait for the car the uber Mm -hmm. or someone's driving and they shouldn't be driving you know they just like it just saves the world of pain right yeah and i think i think that's a big part of like the next conversation about where oklahoma city is going to go um Mm -hmm. you know you hop on twitter and and um and follow some of the conversations like there is a big push for um you know really investing in protected bike lanes and and things like that um where the focus is less on automobile traffic and more on foot traffic and Mm -hmm. how people can easily get from one place to another without having to jump in the car and find parking and and all of that kind of thing it's a huge cultural change too you know because i and 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 when I first came to the States, it was, um, you know, I think I'd walk a couple of miles. I think one day I just walked just to like Walgreens or something. And everyone's like, why did he walk? Like mm-hmm. it's uh, two miles down the road. Right. Yeah. That's nothing to me. Right. I just, and that was just my culture. And then now I'm just, you know, if you live downtown or live in, in Midtown, you can walk everywhere because everything is so close. You can live in this area and not have to leave. Yeah. Whereas, you know, 10 years ago, you could not do that. Uh, and obviously, like I said, with a streetcar, it makes a huge difference to just live in this area and be able to travel. And, and you know, the person that comes to mind that has just kind of just taken that fully is Ben Knuckles from, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, from Commonplace. You know, yeah. Ben was like, I just I don't have a car. I'm going to live down here. Right. I know he's one of the advocates very strongly pushing this, the bike lanes and, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff because it needs to be done. You know, it's and this is definitely it's not hard to cycle around town. Yeah. You know, it's well, now and we have our new, um, you know, for for our little district right here, we have our new council rep, Joe Beth Harmon, who, uh-huh. you know, it's kind of the same way. She she bikes almost yeah. everywhere, you know, and she really pushes for for that kind of cultural shift. Yeah. What uh, for you? What do you think? Um, you know, what would you like to see? I guess in the future in this district as well as just you know in your business with the brewing stuff as well. What's kind of like your your ideal vision? Man. Um, <clears throat> Again, kind of with that sense of community, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you look at the national trends for the brewing industries, um, yeah, craft beer is is still, you know, kind of in in the upper peak of its renaissance period and Mm -hmm. and just growing as opposed to, you know, the big macro brands that are seeing their numbers dip. Um, But if you dig in even a little bit more than that, 
people aren't necessarily just looking for local beer, like it starts to get hyper local. If you start looking at some of the numbers in different cities and things like that, people are very much looking for their neighborhood brewery as wow. opposed to the, you know, just enjoying the breweries that are around their city. Okay. Um, so it would be really cool eventually to kind of see like Elk Valley be, you know, one of the social hubs for right. this little area, you know, just kind of a place that anybody from the neighborhood can come to. We've yeah. got these big apartment complexes. We've got, you know, uh, Mesta Park in the neighborhood just north of here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've got all of the great restaurants and everything down here. And we would just love to be just a natural part of that yeah, flow. Of like everything. a traditional local pub. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. But yeah. you obviously, with the brewery aspect of actually making it the making at it the back then, of the house, right, which yeah. is even better. You know, it's so cool to do that. That'd be really fascinating. I didn't, like I said, I didn't know that that was such a thing. I mean, it makes total sense, mm -hmm. but it's, there's not that many people who can actually do that, right? Yeah. That have the opportunity, you know, or actually, I mean, you have pubs back home that are just, I mean, they've grown because they were public houses, which is, you know, some people might not even know that that's what a pub is. It's, mm -hmm. it's a house that someone just decided to serve beer right. from to their, to their neighborhood or their village or whatever yeah. it is. And they have that very loyal, you know, neighborhood group oh, yeah. that, you know, that's just where everybody gets together. Yeah. And it's such, it's just a, it's, it's a family, isn't it? You know, it's really cool to see. And I'm sure you guys have the same thing here. You know, you have some people which you literally see them every day mm -hmm. and they come in for a beer on their way home or whatever it is or lunch and, you know, whatever it is that you always have that one or two people that come in and I'm sure over time it's going to grow to more than one and it could be 20 people. Right. But building that sense of community and culture is just, you know, it's just amazing to do that. And it's something that you kind of have to do, right, yeah. to just survive because they're going to bring their friends to town, you know, and they're going to come here and, you know, they want to show off their city. And for me, I have a friend who, like, kind of loves kind of his craft beer. We give him so much crap for it, you know, because some of us, like, we like to drink, but it's not, you know, we don't really worry about too much. He's, like, passionate about it, so he's in it. And he always wants to go to these spots and geek out about stuff. So this is a spot that I'll bring him to when he comes to town <laughs> because I know that he'll appreciate it, uh -huh. right? And I want to show off the city to him. Uh, but no, it's, it's really, it really is cool. And I'm sure that, like I said, the future is looking really bright for you guys. And, and you see it as well with more business coming to you. And I'm sure you've had people reach out and just say, you know, how do we get involved? How do we have something? You know, that that's when you know it kind of works, right? right? Like that's, that's kind of been, um, I guess, equal parts of... Um, really exciting and really challenging right now is because we get requests constantly every day of people that want to have their meetings here or that want to hold an event here or something like that. And, you know, we, we almost can't handle all the requests, you know, right. <laughs> because we're still fairly small. I mean, we can fit, you know, uh, 49 people or so down here, another 50 upstairs. Um, you know, it's not a huge space. Right. At that point, this place is rocking. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. um, so, you know, everybody wants to do their big meetings or, or events and stuff like on a Friday night or Saturday. Like we, yeah. <laughs> unless you're going to pay unless through you're the pay, nose for like it. It's, it's hard for us to like, you know, justify reserving the entire upstairs patio, right. you know, for a group. But, um, but I love that people want to do that. Of course. You know, and so we do everything we can to try and accommodate stuff. You know, we, we've been doing a lot more events like in the actual brew house itself, yeah. you know, and setting people up in there and doing private events and stuff. Yeah. Is there, do you guys have like a standout event a year that you guys throw for everybody? Is there anything like that? Um, we're working on it. Yeah. Um, 
We've got, you know, some fun people, uh, you know, we're working on figuring out the logistics for live music on a regular basis. Um, we've had some great musicians come in here and, and kind of try the thing out and it's worked really well. So mm -hmm. we're going to try and get a regular schedule of live music going. Um, we've teamed up with a, a local guy that runs a, um, sort of a movie Uh, type company called VHS and Chill. Yeah. Um, and he's in, uh, he collects like retro VHS yeah. cassettes and stuff. And so we've got a big uh, projector and, and screen and stuff that we can set up in the brewery and show right. movies and, and things like that on. So like we're going to try and get a movie night going on a regular basis. That'd be really cool. And sure, like things back home, like the pub quiz is like the biggest thing ever. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. once a week there's always somebody that comes and does a pub quiz. Yeah. And I know. Uh, people who do that as well they have their own little business and they travel around to different locations I don't know if you guys have the, uh, the, I can't remember what their name is um, there's a lot of great there's ones there's so many yeah. people that do that mm -hmm. you know and have like pub quiz nights or trivia nights or yeah. whatever it's just something that just brings people you know brings a common passion of you know trying a different beer every night yeah As well as and we've got like we've got a little supply of like cards and dice and we're gonna get some board games and yeah. things like that because uh, the other thing is uh, yeah, a lot of people still especially for Oklahoma are like we get the question all the time can I bring my kids yeah, yeah. absolutely um, it's a family friendly place like, we all have kids of our own mm -hmm. you know we want our kids to be able to come and, and hang out with their folks and stuff yeah um, Because the culture isn't just a bunch of grown-ups or, or people just sitting around getting wasted. You know, that's right. not what it's about. You come, you enjoy a couple of beverages. Uh, we, I don't, you know, in four months now, I don't think we have any issues with people that are, you know, over-drinking or anything yeah. like that. It's Every the total opposite. The craft scene is total opposite of oh, what yeah. you would think of other people going out and partying. Yeah. It's just the total opposite, isn't yeah. it? It's like, it's just the true passion for the process and, and the beer that's been made and just appreciating that as a community and just kind of, it, it, unless you've done it or been around it, it's hard to understand because you think, mm -hmm. oh, it's just a brewery, they just brew beer because they like to drink beer. Yeah. Well, yes, but We also like it's, to not, beer, it's but not like excessively I'm going to pound 20 beers tonight because I just have problems or I want to just drink. Right. You know, you we might drink the beer because we like to have a beer and hang out with our friends or hang out with yeah. our family or, you know, our dogs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we have. Yeah, we're, we're dog friendly, too. Come in, bring your dog. We have dog treats for sale. Um, yeah. There's a dog parked across the street, you know, hang out. Right. Um, we have. Um, We've we've messed around. We need to get back. We need to get it back on tap. But um, for a while, we had homemade sodas on tap, so the kids would have you mm -hmm. know an option. They could actually order something and yeah. you know, and kind of feel like they were part of it instead of just water or whatever. Right. That's really cool. And and, and it's just it's just kind of bringing the community and bringing kind of just Oklahoma sense of what you know we like to do and just the friendliness and camaraderie or whatever it is that you want to call it. Oklahoma standard I know people call it that too bringing it to something that you guys are passionate about and you know a way to serve as well as you know making money from it you know right. it's like at the end of the day this is a business but also the value that you provide to the community from sharing that passion and I'm sure really you know people really appreciate that as well and yeah. like I said you get to see the regulars come in and I mean, I, I doubt that you've had people that don't come back. You know, you have people that come yeah, in and like, I really. hate you guys, I'm not coming back. And that's, uh, that's also been one of the fun things to watch is people who, you know, either had no idea that we were here mm -hmm. or they're still kind of learning about craft beer and stuff like that and their friends bring them in. Yeah. Um, 
and and seeing how many people start coming back on a regular basis. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys have anything coming up kind of like towards you know anything coming up this summer or anything coming up this this time of year that that's coming up that listeners can get involved with and Yeah, absolutely. Um so uh, the weekend of Cinco de Mayo, I mean, obviously, you know, we're not going to have margaritas and, and everything, but um, we do have a fun experiment that we're trying out. Uh, we're calling them patio pouches, and they're like those adult Capri Sun okay. uh, cocktail drinks that you yeah. see around. Like Jones Assembly had some, and I, I've seen them in a couple other places. So we're just going to try those out for a fun experiment. We've got a couple of... Um, you know, special bears that we're going to put in those and you can just get your pouch and go hang up on the patio. Yeah. Um, we also have coming up, um, May 8th or 9th. We haven't nailed down a specific day yet, but it's going to be right around May 8th or 9th. Um, we're doing the first release this year of our summer seasonal beer, Cucumber Saison, which last year was just hugely popular. Like, okay. we had no idea. Yeah. You know, uh, John had tried it the year before that, and it did it did okay, and, and people enjoyed it. But last year, man, it just, it just exploded. It, we could not keep it brewed like we would put out a batch and we'd yeah. be getting calls from stores and, and everybody saying I'm already sold out it's only been in for you know a week and a half and it's gone that's and awesome. so we'd have to do another double batch so yeah. anyway that's a really great one um, it's really unique and it's, it's just an incredibly like refreshing summer beer yeah um, so we'll, we'll be releasing that we're gonna have some fun stuff on that day um, we've got a local farm that we're getting all of the cucumbers from. They're gonna, we'll do like a little pop-up farmers market type of thing. Okay. I think we're gonna try and do movie night that night um, and have some fun stuff. Yeah, that'd be really cool. And just to tie into like getting all your, you know, pr- products from local places mm-hmm. too, not just like oh we're getting this from from a ship yeah. from somewhere around the world. Yeah. But by the time it gets here, it's been played with and yep. all the crap's in it as well. And then so. we've got, uh, let's see, what else is coming up? Um, May eighteenth. Uh, that weekend, we've got like five different festivals and events to be at. But a fun one here at the Tap Room is mm-hmm. the OKC Tour de Beer. Um, we're talking about like biking culture yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think they have something like 800 plus people signed up for this that are going to be biking wow. throughout Oklahoma City. Um, and then they're stopping at like multiple places. And so we're gotcha. one of the stops in the afternoon where you can pull up um, out here on the south side of the brewery. We're going to have, you know, a specialty. You can, you can come buy cans okay. and stuff and hang out on your bike and, and right. have a beer. Uh, That's crazy some live day. music and stuff like that. I think I saw that day last year. I was actually out of nowhere. I was actually riding my bike through the city um, with a friend who was in town. And I saw all these people riding around. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is going on? Yeah. Like we kind of like pulled onto one of the streets and then everyone kind of just swarmed us. Like, yeah. This is not normal. <laughs> it's such a cool event because there's so many people cycling around the city and I think they all dress the same, right? They all kind of like wear the same yeah, t-shirt. Got, like yeah, they, there's like a theme or there's something. There's a theme yeah. for that day. So it's definitely something to get involved in. And if you're a local, you know, it's something that's just a really fun event for you to do, you know, with friends, family, date nights or date day or whatever it is. And then just kind of see the city as well because yeah. the way you cycle around, if you haven't done it, it's... You know, it's it's definitely becoming more popular, and the roads are much better to do that on. Um, you know, as long as people can stay off their phones when they're driving, you'll be safe. <laughs> just wear right. a helmet. Uh, but no, Brian, this has been amazing. Uh, you know, just to learn the history about Elk Valley, and then your you know your passion that's driven you know what you do, and to you know continue to grow the business as well and get into more stores. It's been awesome to find that out. So, Thanks. It was great talking to you. Yeah, I appreciate your time. And guys listening, uh, Brian's going to tell you in a second how you can get involved and reach out and you know whatever it is that you want throw an event here um, what are the social media and websites uh, 
so the website is uh, elkvalleybrew.com. Um, Twitter and Instagram are Elk Valley Brew. Um, Facebook, Elk Valley Brewing Company. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, yeah, definitely. If you've listened to this, you know, reach out to to Brian and Elk Valley and come down see Matt's amazing artwork. Try all the beers that they have. You know, come down. This is like I said, this is a local community location. This is not, you know, if you're not a huge beer fan, it doesn't matter. Come in, try it out. You know, and learn about this stuff. This is not like wine culture where people look down at you because you don't know why. No, nope, not at all. Um, you know, we just want is, you to find something you like. Exactly. Very friendly, and you know, whoever's behind the bar, you know, will ask you the right questions to, you know, to kind of fit your taste. So, again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us, and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast was produced by Mike Hearn and Ian Weston, mixed by Alan Brown, with music by Chad Duro.